0: Hey, everybody. I'm super excited to announce our new sponsor of the Modern Cowboy Podcast for 2021, National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From Western fashion, hats, boots, jeans, and shirts, to saddles, tack, essential horse, and livestock supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is the one-stop shop for all things Western. And now, I am thrilled to announce that NRS will be adding our new line of Modern Cowboy brand apparel, including caps, t-shirts, and hoodies, to the NRS store's catalog and website. For our listeners, we have a special discount just for you. Receive 5% off on all products at www.nrsworld.com, and that's all products, by using code MODERNCOWBOY at checkout again that's code modern cowboy hey also be sure and check out the modern cowboy brand nrs link in our instagram bio to see my favorite pics of the latest western fashion in cowboy gear and remember use the code modern cowboy at checkout for your discount i want to sincerely thank all of you who have supported the modern cowboy brand and are a part of our community since we launched in 2018. to all of our amazing guests who have shared their stories on the show our loyal podcast listeners and customers the modern cowboy brand is for you from the punchiest west texas cowboy weekend warrior roper and boot scooters to the guy or gal in the city just getting their first pair of boots and to everyone around the globe that loves the iconic representation of the cowboy modern cowboy is the brand for the cowboy and all of us here's to wishing you health and happiness in 2021 and may god bless you where are you cowboys and cowgirls at Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand, and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the Modern Cowboy.
1: And riders on the wind I got a restless spirit Burning deep inside of me I ain't got much But I'm free I've always been one To do it my own way Making my living Between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody Nothing Everything I got's my own some say I'm just a band to the bone I'm a cat.
0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy podcast. Um, super excited to have my guests on today. Uh, I found out about uh, Bradley Hawkins uh, from social media, like I find out about a lot of my guests, uh, if I don't know who they are already. And he's a f- film director, uh, an acting coach. Uh, he, he does a lot of things. I've never spoken with him before, uh, but uh, he's got a movie, a short called Calf Rope. And... I literally uh, just got to watch part of it this morning. Um, And you know how we get busy; we've got all these things going on. And I've known about the movie; I've seen it on social media, but I never had find out found out how to really watch it. So anyway, I got to watch a little bit of it this morning. And what's interesting is it immediately took me back to my childhood. You know, I I mean, I was born in '58, so that's a long time ago. You know, Uh, but. And it's a young kid with his grandfather watching old westerns, and that is basically how my life was when I was young. And and my grandfather was a, a just a figure in my life that I just looked up to. Uh, he had a set of bullhorns on the front of his pickup. Um, it, you know, he had a camper on it. We'd go there. We'd go in his camper. We'd eat beef jerky and pork rinds and look at all of his guns, and he'd tell me all these stories. And I mean, I thought he was just you know a, a cowboy and. He was, you know, in his heart like a lot of people, and a lot of people know that's how this podcast got started because the Modern Cowboy, it's the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Uh, it, it, whether you're a top 15 a guy in the rodeo or you're just a guy getting your first pair of boots or, or a gal getting her first hat, that's what this brand is about. So I was super excited to be able to watch the as much of the film as I did, but I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it. So anyway, um, with all that being said, uh, I'm just— uh, Excited to introduce uh, Bradley Hawkins to everybody. Bradley, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast.
2: Thank you so much, Dan, for this invite. This is really special, and uh, uh, I really enjoyed hearing uh, your reaction to the uh, first section of the film. You seem to have really connected to it, and we're about the same age, and so I really appreciate your acknowledging how this made you reflect on your own childhood. That's sort of the intent for those that are our age, and uh uh, the multi-generational aspect of the film. Uh, our intent was to create something that a seven-year-old could enjoy, but a 77-year-old will enjoy even more because of their life experiences.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, the other thing about it is just the name of the film. Uh, and and people that uh, listen to my podcast know that w- one of my favorite uh, events in rodeo is calf roping. You know, and I've had I've had Tyson Durfee and... and uh, um, several leather top calf ropers on and, and uh, I had the opportunity to practice it a little bit. I've never really roped and tied down any calves, but I, I kind of got going that way, but never, never got to do it. But that's my, one of my favorite sports in terms of like being in the arena you, you're, you're riding in there. You got all your extra ropes. You got your pig and string. You got everything. And it's a very athletic event where you're by yourself. And so the, the title of the film just grabs me right away uh, as well. And so, as you know, I mean, we were, we've were we been trying to get booked for a while now and, and yeah. everybody's busy and and uh, we finally did. So I'm really excited to hear, you know, how you got started in film because you're a director um, and uh, acting coach. And, uh, you know, where, where'd that come from? Have you always wanted to do that?
2: Well, this actually started back in my childhood, where I believe I was about ten. My dad gave me his eight-millimeter Brownie uh, movie camera as a, a hand-me-down birthday gift, and that opened up a whole new world for me. And uh, this is a, an old Brownie; is the type that you push down and you get motion picture, you push up and you get single frame. And I was I was geeking out on all of that. Right. And uh, started making animated, uh, uh, stop-action animated films with my uh, um, uh, oh, uh, race cars and uh, chess pieces and moving them one frame at a time. And uh, then using my brothers and neighborhood kids to make little short films. Uh, uh, and so I started making movies, actually, at about age 11. Um And uh, when I was in high school, I made a short film uh, that uh, really never did anything with it other than showed it to the school. Uh, Life hits you, and then you kind of go other directions. Um, But now that as a retired um, uh, high school teacher who taught humanities, film studies, and acting in 2012, I I got back on the horse, pun intended, um, uh, uh, as an actor uh, and morphed into directing. Uh, so ma- being a movie maker is something that's been in my blood si- for like 55 years, and it's just become a reality as far as a uh, late-in-life um, vocation uh, uh, post-retirement, uh, uh, and it's um, where I'm at today with this. Uh, it's interesting you mentioned about the calf rope uh, situation with the title, and I appreciate you mentioning that that grabbed you. Um uh what's interesting i think about the title is that we're the this is the only film on imdb it's named calf rope there's calf roper there's calf roping but calf rope um there is as you know as a cowboy yourself there we don't really call that rope a calf rope um uh calf roping is a sport Uh but um the reason the film is called calf rope is that when I was a young boy, and this is a semi autobiographical, um, this is based on my memories of my relationship with my grandfather. Gotcha. Um, is that he would tickle me relentlessly without mercy until I said the magic words. And what that, what calf rope really is, it's cowboy lingo for uncle. In other words, I give up. And so, uh, That's why the film is called Calf Rope, and when you get a chance to finish the film, you'll see how that title um, goes through a journey in its own. Uh, And so, it absolutely has a calf roping element, uh, but um, it really comes from that memory of what really something that really connected between me and my grand my granddad Mac.
0: Yeah yeah that's that's so interesting. you know what's what I, I i gotta mention this too. You know you had another career as a teacher uh, in film and humanities, and what what's what's funny is I mean, I'm like most people. I mean, we're captivated by film. you know it's 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 you know. Art imitating life, uh, all the things that it is. And two of my favorite classes, one of my real favorite classes from from college, because uh, I don't, you may not know this, but I was a chiropractor for many years. And So yeah, and but I took uh, foreign films, and I remember just loving that class. And I took American film after it, and and absolutely was just you know riveted to it. But you're doing something later on in life after another career that you've always had a passion for which is super exciting because i've had a lot of other guys on you know uh, our age uh, around our age and even older that are doing things later on in life and have written books and and I, that's part of the, the the this podcast too is cuz our listener base is 18 to 34, the majority of them, about 65 percent of them. Uh, so it, I think it's inspiring for people to, to to be able to see that. Young people, that you don't you don't always have it all figured out right early on in life, and sometimes the best things come later. And and I I think that just from your enthusiasm and and just watching your social media and and just seeing a little bit of the film that I saw, that just really comes through that you're at a, a place in your life where it's just super exciting. You're doing something that you're just passionate about.
2: Well, yeah, it's like who would have ever thought, at age sixty plus, that uh, um, my lifelong dream is coming together, and I'm, I really—I don't believe in coincidence. First off, I'll say that I believe everything's by design. Absolutely. And I think that um, I would have not been the filmmaker that I am had I uh, jumped on this twenty-five years ago, or whatever. It's, well, I believe the life experiences that. All come together to take me to where's journey where i'm at now, so um, I believe it was intentional by design that i would that this would hit for me now at this stage um, and uh so um, it's just it's just been a really exciting time i uh, I really feel like i'm having um uh i'm really having the time of my life uh at uh, sixty four now and I intend to do the—I uh, really believe that this is what was meant for me from a very early age. Right. And I intend to con- con- uh, continue making m- films as long as, as God gives me the health and the breath to be able to do so. Yeah,
0: that's so exciting. So now, um, have you done other films, too? Is this the, the first you know, major short you've done? Uh, and also, uh, tell us about the awards that you've got and the nominations you've got for this film as well
2: so no this is uh, uh, so as I mentioned earlier I did make a lot of movies as a kid um, and but uh, my first professional um, short uh, this is, so Caro is our third uh, uh, my third short professional short okay. uh, the first one uh, uh, came from a place where my daughter uh, and I have the, uh, our love for cinema in common and And we were looking for and she was pursuing acting uh uh, a few years ago um and we were looking for a project to do together as uh father daughter uh as actors um because she was getting burned out about going to auditions and um you have to have a thick skin to be an actor because uh you gotta get used to that no and you're gonna get no a whole lot more times than you're gonna get a yes Right. Uh, so we decided to create our own content, and we were looking for something where we could both act in. That didn't really come together, but she sent me a text message from L.A. once about um, this horrific audition that she was uh, had to go through. And um, it was so captivating to me. I said, uh, stop the texting. Send me an email with bullet points of what your day was about. Right. She did that, and I said, okay, this is a movie we should make. Um, no, there's not a part for me, but I'll direct this. You're going to star in this and let's see what happens. Right. And that was the film Roller Coaster, which is now on Amazon prime. Okay. That was our very first film. And that film earned 30 film festival awards throughout the, country on our very first film yeah. um, and my daughter won several awards for best actor I won several awards for best director and that sort of launched what became uh, so uh, and that film was um, financed completely initially on my credit card uh, we created first uh, once we had the film shot we created a trailer and then we had a crowdfunding campaign um, uh, showing our trailer and uh we had such support for the film from our trailer that we were able to break even on the film from what we um had to spend on it um uh, our first film cost six thousand dollars and we got all of that back through crowdfunding once we finished it up yes and so from the success of roller coaster we almost immediately moved over into our next short, which is called filling in. It's also on Amazon and that because of the success of rollercoaster, our second film was fully financed, which was huge. Yeah. Um, and that film, uh, which is also an Amazon doubled the success of rollercoaster, uh, won 60 plus awards globally. Um, and, uh, is a very different animal than our first film so calf rope is actually we were uh, so uh, the other thing i'd want to add is this really be, be developed into a bond between my daughter and i as filmmakers and actors and such right so on the set of roller coaster our first film she felt awkward calling me bradley which is what everybody else in the crew called me right. she well felt, felt weird calling me dad so she coined the nickname for me of, of as dadly and then, so what ended up happening is that we ended up developing, with filling in, a father-daughter film production company called Dadley Productions. I saw uh, that.
0: I noticed. I noticed that it, it, uh, on the, on the film, and I, that's interesting. That's where that came from.
2: Yes. So, um, uh, Calf Rope is our third Dadley Productions film. And um, uh, we had we had not intended to make any more shorts after filling in because it's almost impossible to monetize a short film. Um, uh, filmmakers make short films as shortcuts up the food chain to bigger and better projects with bigger budgets and such. Gotcha. And I, I've been uh, I've been blessed to have my journey as a late in life film indie filmmaker. Each film I've made has increased the circle of uh, creatives who want to collaborate with me. Right. And so we had not intended to make any more shorts after filling in. I wanted to move right into uh, features to be able to monetize films. But this project cap Rope was so heavy on my heart. It was like, you know, once you hit 60, you start reevaluating life and where you put your priorities. Yep. And I wanted to tell this story so badly. It was like, you know, you know, I, I have to get this off my chest or I'm uh, I'm going to always wish I would have. Right, and so when we, uh, I, I teamed up with an award-winning um, screenwriter that I know that lives in my area, who whose specialty is westerns. <laughs> he wrote a calf rope with me, and one of the interesting things about it was when people that we were looking to pitch for funding with it, who have, who um, have the means to really support a film financially, um, with a lot of um, with Deep Pockets right. the biggest comment we got back was how disappointed they were that this was not a feature because they loved the screenplay to the short and they had told me if this was a feature we'd be adding zeros to your budget and so it's inspired me now and we're winning awards for Rope, not only as a short film but uh, um, we've won a couple of awards for what's called best featurette and what that means is that this is more than a short. This has the potential of being something much bigger. And so that's giving us motivation uh, to uh, has given us motivation to develop a feature length version of calf rope that we is one on our plate of one of five potential next projects. Um, so that'll be a that'll be a, f- a full
0: featured film.
2: That's that's one of one of five that we have now in development. Whichever one screenplay gets finished first, and we get the financing for first, gotcha. will be our next project.
3: Gotcha.
2: Um, so, uh, but yes, we once you get a chance to see all of Cap Rope, you'll you'll notice that there's a potential for um, something much bigger than a short film, even bigger than a feature, in the sense of. Without giving much away, you've already seen the first few minutes of the film. You you already know that there's two time periods involved in what you've already seen. Correct. By the time you finish the film, this film really covers over 100 years. And we see the potential of this as a potential series. So what we're looking at is creating a feature which serves as a proof of concept for a series by having this feature essentially be the first two episodes of a series. Gotcha. So um, that's sort of our dreams and for where to take calf Rope from here. Regarding your question about awards, the um, uh, Caffrope was released in June of 2020, mm-hmm. right as you know, in the thick of the pandemic. Right. Yeah. Um, and so the entire film festival world has been turned upside down because of this. Yes. Um, and so many of them are having to not screen, but stream their film festivals. And there's pluses and minuses to that. Um, the I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Yes. So uh, the glass half full is... Although I'm missing that joy of being in a theater, watching a live audience see it, be there live for a Q&A and such, it's limited how many people would actually be at that film festival in any specific town. Correct. Also, I don't have the financial means to go to Australia or Italy to have to be there for a screening of it. But because of streaming, I can attend. Yeah. And far more people are seeing Calf Rope through streaming than would ever be able to through screening, if you follow what I'm talking about. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. So – Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. So regarding the awards, we've done very well despite the pandemic. And we have, um, although the film has only been out for just over six months on the film festival circuit and the new version of what that means, right. we've just won our 100th award for the film. And so it's, uh we're, we're over the moon by about how this film is connecting with people.
0: Yeah. Congratulations. Hey, something else I got, I just got to uh, touch on that. I saw at the beginning when, uh the kid in the film is shooting his cap gun in the house i could smell the gunpowder off those things from from back in the day the spark from it the the smoke that would come off from those um and i used to remember just you know you there were different little pistols you could get and some would uh you know, would run a little better with the caps in them. Some of them wouldn't, but I remember getting those packages of caps, getting the roll out, rolling them through there. And it just, it brought back all kinds of memories. So I I had to mention that as well.
2: I'm so glad you caught that and that you can uh, appreciate that. We found an antique um, uh, cap gun and uh, in an antique store here in um, uh, rural Pennsylvania and the old rolls of caps. Yeah. Um, and they do make replicas of them now, but the caps are totally different. You don't get the smoke. They look the same, but they don't work the same. Right. So we've got both of those within the context of the film. But, yeah, that he's shooting the real thing. And that boy just was in heaven having that actually happen with the spark and the smoke and the yeah. smell. And um, uh, so... Uh, that, that's one of my favorite parts of the film for sure. Yeah. And it's funny you brought that up because uh, I follow a lot of cowboy Facebook and social medias. I saw a meme the other day that had exactly what you talked about. It was a picture of a cap gun opened up with the roll in there, right. and the meme said, uh, uh, "Can you smell this?" Yeah. <laughs> and it's like absolutely. Just people like us were just saying, "Oh my goodness, yes," and that kind of thing.
0: That's that's so great so great so now are you is this i mean you're just full time on this now right
2: i wake up making movies and i go to bed thinking about making movies and and uh i um um this is my has always been my passion and now late right. in life i'm able to i have a situation where i can do this um and uh so yes uh, uh besides cap rope i have another film on the film festival circuit where i'm the executive producer of i didn't make the movie but i discovered a young filmmaker in china who created a terrific animated short but is only 24 years old and didn't know what to do with this great movie once he had it so i found out about him and um I'm supporting him financially by being the executive producer on the film and submitting it to film festivals, and it's now winning uh, awards. And I'm helping this young filmmaker with that. And uh, we're now in development, as I shared with uh, you. Uh, I'm very, very much got an itch for a next project um, because Caffrol is going to be on the film festival circuit throughout 2021. Uh, because so many film festivals that were scheduled for 2020 had to make the decision, do we go to streaming or do we try to keep it live? And then they waited too long to do the streaming. So they canceled for 2020 and moved it to 2021. So Caf is going to be on the film festival for the next year. Um, and... I can't wait a year to be starting on a next project or I'm going to go crazy. So um, uh, we're developing some uh, features that I've got. I'm collaborating with different screenwriters. And um, uh, I'm working on developing a short for that kid there as a follow-up. Lucas Barnett, the young boy in the film, who is killing it on the film festival circuit. The boy was nine when when the film was shot. Right. He's 11 now, and he has already won 19 awards for his portrayal in the movie. It's just okay. he is really connected with people. So I'm with a co-writer developing a short film as another vehicle for Lucas Barnett. Um, should he be interested and his parents be interested in being in an, another movie that I'm directing?
0: Yeah, that's great. Hey, you mentioned crowdfunding, too. Uh, so when you crowdfund for like an indie film, uh, how does that work in, in terms of like, say the film, you know, doesn't make any money or do people crowdfund uh, for an indie film, uh, you know, because, you know, their love for the project or how what they see it could bring? Are, are they are they are they, you know, investing in that? I mean, obviously you, you want to get a return, but are you obligated for a return or how's that work?
2: OK, so. um uh yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. So uh, if care. I go too far, let me know. Okay. Um, uh, but um, uh, crowdfunding is a situation where, you know, wh- why I've been successful with crowdfunding, I believe, is that, especially at my age, I have former students from the 80s. Uh, when I was a marching band director in California, and I have former students from the 2000s, from 2000 to 2012, who are all now young parents. Right. So uh, there are there are a lot of people that just are so on board and supportive of seeing Mr. Hawkins, uh, right. a dream come true of making movies. And so it's very much been grassroots experiences um, where people just are so supportive of wanting to see me successful at this right uh that they've kicked in wide ranges of donations uh contributions and so the so on a crowdfunding thing you tep- typically tier perks if you would Gotcha. You kick in $25, you get a social media uh, shout-out. You kick in $250, you get this, that. You get that social media shout-out and these other perks. And if you kick in enough, you can get an associate producer credit. Uh, So for somebody who's interested in being maybe moving into the movie industry and they don't have any experience with it, but love the idea of maybe getting their foot in the door that way. And so um, uh, um, so... That's what you offer as a uh, in a crowdfunding are um, perks that uh, incentives to support the film. But frankly, a lot of people just do it because they have they either love your project idea or they love the fact that you are living your you know, your, your your dreaming big and want to support you on that. But it gets easier each time in the sense of people seeing, you know, this isn't a risk. We know that a Bradley Hawkins film is going to be something that we want to see. His track record as a filmmaker is evident on IMDb with all the awards that each of his films has won. So it's getting easier each time. Um, uh, and uh, But the crowd, there's crowdfunding all the way up to the, the big leagues. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with the... Um, series the chosen uh yes okay so that is the biggest crowdfunding series ever and uh uh, season one is done season two is being shot now and season three is being crowdfunded uh 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 uh, as we speak so um there's a wide range of purposes for it um so uh but yeah, we've been very fortunate. We've had people. A lot of people that would kick in twenty five dollars, and then we had some very generous people that kicked in um, a a very big portion of the budget for calf rope for us to be able to to be able to do it. Right. Um,
0: any anybody uh, any uh, honorable mentions or not even have to mention them. Any anybody from the the Western industry, uh, whether it be uh, you know a big Western brand, uh, r- r- rodeo, uh, anybody invest that way anybody show interest in it that way or or
2: okay so without mentioning names um uh, well um uh why not um there was a you know, somebody following me through social media was a western art gallery um dealer in nevada okay that looking very high end um uh, right. saw the trailer and saw our, uh our um uh, crowdfunding and kicked in a uh, very generous donation um and uh uh so that was our i think our most interesting and most western financial contributor uh, uh and again this is this art the western art art curator in um nevada okay. um, we have seen um we although uh, um we're getting a lot of moral support, I'll put it that way, from a very popular um, TV show uh, called Cowboy Way, Alabama. Oh yeah, Amazon. Uh, are you familiar with that show, Cowboy Way?
0: I- I've actually had uh, Booger on my podcast. Oh! yeah and i've had cody harris on as well
2: oh wow that's yeah. great yeah, well I ha- uh,
0: haven't had Bubba on yet but but we're gonna get him on
2: yeah well um i've gotten a lot of moral support from especially cody yeah. uh, who's uh, roper. <laughs> uh, yeah yeah absolutely and uh uh we've actually had a couple we've actually had a, a phone call co- he asked to speak with me on the phone we had a phone uh, conversation once uh, at a point where he he was as a for real modern cowboy supporting a family, and right. so I, I get where it's a dream of his. I bought his book, uh, so uh, yeah. uh, and really enjoyed his book. Um, and so, uh, and my wife and uh, we're following all the wives and the families on Instagram, and yeah, we really love their families and uh, and they're kind of our brand, frankly, in the sense of the wholesomeness of what they do in cowboy way Alabama. Right. And, my goal as a filmmaker through deadly productions is to make family create family friendly content where um I, I kind of describe my brand as live action pixar uh, in right. the sense of where a seven-year-old can enjoy it but a 77 year old will get so much more out of it because through their life experiences right. uh, so that's how cool is that that uh, damn that you've uh, you've uh, had booger on your show and that you um you uh and so i'm glad I, i'm glad that i shared that with you so uh, nothing's gone beyond, um, moral support and enthusiasm for what we're doing, but yeah. I'm really hopeful at some point, be able to get to meet all three of them and their families. And, uh, it's on our, it's on my wife's, on my, my bucket list to be able to do that.
0: Very cool. You know, uh, it, when we were talking earlier, I, it just kind of hit me when, when you were talking about your former students and, and the support you've got from that And uh, uh, you know, Mr. Hawkins, and and I just I just saw this, uh, you know, Mr. Hawkins opus type of film. I mean, you you actually have a film in the making, uh, you know, here a little bit later on. You, you could take your whole career, and and you know, this is this is when you're on the red carpet, you know, and. Uh, you're getting your, your Oscar and your Grammy and whatever all they give.
2: All right. So I got, now, now that you mentioned Oscars, I've got, got, got to throw something out there. Um, I, I'm blessed to have gone on one of the most outrageous father-daughter dates anyone can imagine. And that is in 2015, uh, uh, in 2015 my daughter was working for the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Uh-huh. That was a part-time job that she had. Her job was talent wrangler for the oh. Q&As and screenings. So she'd be in, in charge of Ron Howard, Steven Spielberg, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, uh, you know, uh, these high-end celebrities right. uh, to make sure that they, uh, Rooney Mara, all these high-end celebrities to get them from point A to point B and get them on time. So a position that they would really, they showed their trust, the Academy's trust in her. Right. Well, Sarah, as an employee of the Oscars, was invited to the Oscars in 2015 and was allowed to have a plus one. So our, my daughter and I got to attend the Oscars together in 2015. She, and nothing's going to ever beat that as a father daughter date. She invited me the following year. And I said, Sarah, as much as I'd love to go again, nothing's going to beat that experience with one exception. And that is if we were to come back again, because either you are a, no- a nominee or I'm a nominee right. <laughs> or we're both nominees. And that's when I want to come back. Right. So my dream uh, with Rope the feature uh, is uh, or maybe another short I do or maybe even rope the short. Right, the reason we went for it is if we could get back the Oscars as nominees for best live action short, that would be the way I would want to go back to the Oscars or uh to support her as a producer or an actor in a film.
0: Well, I, it's funny that I that I kind of saw that because I can actually see that happening. So, uh,
2: oh, <laughs>
0: we'll, we'll be looking forward to that, and I'll, I'll be looking forward to my invite,
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well hey hey Bradley we're we're getting close to the end of our time here and I've I've always got three questions I ask uh, all my guests as do you have a favorite cowboy hat brand
2: I I'm a uh, I have a cowboy hat, but um, and I bought it at a rodeo in uh, Lake Luzerne, New York, where the lead actor of *Calf Rope*, Gorman Ruggiero, is a for real cowboy and a for real uh, actor with master's degrees and very intelligent, but uh, a full out cowboy. He has rather run a, a horse riding um, business up right next to one of the oldest rodeos in the country. Yeah. So we went and stayed at his invite. My wife and I stayed up there and did the horseback riding thing. And I bought myself a calf, uh, uh, a cowboy hat there. I couldn't tell you what brand it was, but the, since you've seen the uh, this portion of the film, there's a flashback scene in calf rope, which actually shows the grandfather as a boy. That young man who who's roping the calf in the film, he's a Pennsylvania State Junior Rodeo Champion, and he was started at, at age like. 13. That's how he was old when he filmed it. He started teaching me how to ride a horse at 63. The deal is, I can't wear that cowboy hat until he says I've earned it. (laughs) And so... I've gotten to the point where I can lope and gallop, but right. I can't saddle up or unsaddle on my own until I can do that. I don't right. feel like I can wear that, cow for, uh, that cowboy <laughs> hat <half> in public. <laughs> How about cowboy boots? You, you have a, a favorite I brand? have a hand-me-down from my granddad Mac uh-huh. uh, that uh, uh, are beat up to, to smithereens, but I can't throw them away. Uh, so uh, uh, that's one of two relics I have from my granddad Mac. The other and you've seen this in the film at the beginning, is that ceramic cowpoke yes. in that opening scene.
0: Yeah. Then when when uh, the, the, the kid walks up to it and... <laughs> touches the scarf on it, yeah. He touches the scarf, and then that's when the, his grandpa wakes up. And, yep. Yeah. Um, so here's the other one I ask everybody, too. This is, is going to be interesting. Uh, your favorite cowboy movie.
2: Oh, um, uh, okay. Easy. Butch the Sundance Kid. Okay, okay. That was the one that kind of... That's the movie, when I saw it at 14, told me, I have to make movies. Uh, The uh, creative elements of that Western, sort of as a modern Western for 69 when it was released, with the pop music with it and such, it really grabbed me. Um, And, uh, um, but... Now later, and I've seen I've seen Butch Cassidy more than any other film. Uh, I mean, I remember paying to see it seven times between age fourteen and seventeen because I was just so into it. Um, um, but now later in life, uh, I am a big fan of the Cowboys with John Wayne. Yeah. Uh, and now, especially as a grandpa and a, fa- uh, and a father, um, that whole storyline with John Wayne and these young boys, literal right. boys. Doing on this cattle uh, run really grabbed me. I love the music to the cowboys too by John Williams. Yeah, Um, and a kind of an anti-Western that I really appreciate is Unforgiven by uh, 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 by Eastwood.
0: Love that movie.
2: So I'd say Uh, those are my three favorites.
0: Yeah, you. So you're like most people. It's it's hard to pick. I mean, some people go, you know, write the Lonesome Dove, a Tombstone, depending on you know where they're at in in terms of. you know, age, but uh, Butch Casting Sentence can I remember. I remember my dad uh, took us to Cinema 150 to see that film uh, back then, and I just remember uh, just falling in love with it. You know, but yep. the other the other one too that I saw back then that I agree with you is is John Wayne and the Cowboys. And what's really cool is I've I've actually been able to be around uh, Clay O'Brien Cooper, who you know played uh, Pee Wee in that film, the little guy.
2: Oh. Wow. Yeah,
0: so I mean, he's a he's a, a seven-time world champion team roper, and uh, oh just, wow, just a, a great great guy, who uh, I haven't interviewed him yet. I'd like to. He, he's very soft-spoken and and not, uh, 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 you know. He's he's a, man. That guy's a cowboy. I'll tell you that. But uh, anyway, I'd like to have him. On, but it's very cool to see him because I I remember watching that film too and just seeing that I identified with him because he was so little and I was always so little. You know.
2: Yep. Me too. I was yeah. I was very small for my age. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it was very cool.
2: Uh, that's a film that I think is overdue, or would do really well as a remake. Oh uh, yeah. uh, uh, uh And uh, I, I don't know who should play the John Wayne role. I, I immediately go, I guess, to uh, Jeff Bridges because of how he took tr- uh, how he took Rooster Cogborn in the, uh, the Coen Brothers version of True Good and wild wow, Grady was at that. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, he's maybe too old for it now. I'm not sure. But I I, I think that there that's ripe for a remake. Yeah. Well, hey, um,
0: so you want to just? I'll, I'll put all your show notes uh, in the show notes. I'll put your your social media and everything else. Is there anything uh, you know that you can tell people where to go to, uh, how, how to see the film Catfro? How how do they do that? What's that? How's that? So work?
2: Uh, that, again, that's really a challenge right now. So what's happening currently is that with twenty twenty one, film festivals are really trying to go back to. Sk- sk- screening rather than streaming but it's really unlikely to be honest with you that the majority are going to be able to do that till summer or maybe even fall so we uh, there are a couple of places coming up very soon there's a uh, film festival in montana uh flat flathead lake montana which which is only screening which means very few people are going to be able to see it there's a film festival in South Carolina called a Beaufort International Film Festival, which is also screening but not streaming, and that's in February. Right. Um, and then we have some others coming up that we uh, that we've um, submitted. Oh, well, we're going uh, it's gonna be showing in Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, at a film fe- the Red Dirt Film Festival, uh, and that's in March um but there are other places where they're going to end up streaming so the best way to keep track of this for in all honesty is for folks to follow us on our facebook page for calf rope okay. because that's where i put up postings about well, here's what's coming next um and uh um so that's easy to find on facebook um and you always said you could put our social media up but uh, our our website's very easy to remember it's just calf-rope.com Okay. And we're on Instagram and, um, and Twitter and such as well. But best place to keep up with where's it coming next is our, our Facebook.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, hey, Bradley, I, I'm glad I finally got you on the, on the podcast. Uh, really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the, the film today. I'm going to watch it today. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm just excited and look forward to seeing, seeing uh, you know, more projects in the future.
2: Thank you so much, Dan, for the invite. It's a pleasure speaking with you. And keep up the great work you're doing with Modern Cowboy.
0: Appreciate it. We'll talk soon.
2: Okay, sounds good.
1: I come from a long line of legendary men. Sons of the desert and riders on the wind I got a restless spirit burning deep inside of me I ain't got much, but I'm free I've always been one to do it my own way I'm making my living between the saddle and the stage I don't know nobody, nothing Everything I got's my own some say I'm just a man to the bone I'm a cowboy, yes I am. I was born to rope and ride And a brand new set of strings. From the radio to the rodeo, I'm gonna do my thing. I don't compromise on nothing. What you see is what you get. I may be broken, busted, but they ain't killed me yet. I'm a cow.